Hi, I'm Tom Weaver, director and evangelist with Rock Solid Ministries, a free North American revival ministry. You're listening to the RSM podcast, Just Preaching program. Today's message is one I preached recently in Okalona, Mississippi. Listeners should note that after reading the text for the message, the congregation viewed a video of Judy Garland singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow on The Wizard of Oz. That song has been removed from this recording because of copyright concerns. Now, let's go into the worship services of Okalona Christian Church. John 14, 25 to 31. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring bring to you remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, For the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. I want us to look again at this 22nd verse. And this is our main text for today. And everything we talk about is going to be around this text, every point of the message today. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for this message from your word a message that brings peace into our hearts and Father helps us to understand how important it was for you to give us what you know that we needed. So Father, I ask today that you would help us through this message to understand the peace that you're bringing to us and to enjoy that because it was given at such a great sacrifice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This song... Somewhere Over the Rainbow, served as Judy Garland's theme song all of her life. You don't hear that song without thinking about her, do you? And you don't see her in an old movie or no matter what the movie might be or in just a a picture on the internet. uh, You don't see her without thinking about this song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And if you know anything about her life, you know the song fits her very well. The song expressed a longing to escape to some faraway place where problems melt like lemon drops. It tells of a distant Shangri-La where birds fly over the rainbow and ask, why, oh why, 
can't I? Did Judy ever find what the heart yearns for? Rest and spiritual satisfaction. It seems not. Because if you know anything about her, you know that later in life she took her own life. The soul has an innate spiritual yearning for God. Psalm 42, 1 and 2 says, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know, many people endeavor to, to satisfy this inward thirst by chasing elusive phantoms and tantalizing mirages. Over barren deserts of emptiness and futility, they say with the psalmist, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. Psalm 55, verse 6. Now, have you noticed something that men are always talking about world peace? I mean, every new presidency, some president is saying he's working out a deal in the Middle East or he's working out a deal between these major powers that there would be peace. It's in the news. It's, it's in the papers. But we never quite seem to make it. Peace accords are signed and then they're broken. And, and some new thing comes up and everybody says, oh, this is going to do it and nothing happens. And this is true in the spiritual lives of men, of men and women as well. The only real peace available anywhere today is the peace which comes through Jesus Christ. Let's look at the gift, the giver, the giving, and the goal of the giving, all from John 14, 27 today. First, the gift, which is peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Now note the nature of this peace. It is not the absence of strife, or merely smooth interpersonal relationships, and sometimes we think that's what peace is, it is an inward or an inner state of calm and order which will affect both our inner man, our inner self, and our interpersonal relationships. It's a calmness that maybe you've met somebody. Maybe it's somebody in your office. You may laugh that there's anybody in your office that's like this, but maybe there's somebody in your office that when everybody's going nuts and everybody's upset and everybody seems to be on outs with somebody else and slamming papers down and closing doors hard and, and huffing away, this person just calmly speaks to everyone and just seems to have about them a, a, an air of peace that you think, I wish I could be like that person. And a lot of people say, well, they're just born like that. And I think in some cases it is, but I really think most of the time it's not. I think perhaps they have found that inner peace through Jesus Christ. And they're able to walk in Christ in a peace that, that people who have not found that just cannot do. And note the quality of this peace. It is a peace which, come, which is connected with Christ. Therefore, it touches our spiritual lives. And no other peace has this quality. Uh, if we have uh, maybe peace at the office or peace at school for a while, uh, that's usually an outward thing. Everybody seems to be getting along. 
But when you have a peace in Christ, it's an inward thing. And you don't have to wait till everybody's getting along at the office or everybody's getting along in the family or everybody's getting along at school because you always walk in this peace because Jesus died to give us that peace. And that is the giver is Christ. He said, my peace I give to you. The same peace he knew is what he gives. There's a, a painting, this beautiful painting titled Peace. And if you stand back from it and you look at this painting entitled Peace, you think, wait a minute, I don't, why would they name this painting Peace? Because it depicts waves crashing against the jagged rocks. It portrays the violence of a crushing storm. It seems anything but, but, but peaceful when you look at it. So you've got to spend a little time searching out this great painting. And you'll notice after a while that down in a small corner of the painting, tucked away in the rocks, is a little bird sitting on her nest, totally oblivious to the raging storm all about. Now that's the type of peace that Jesus had. For him, it involved calm in the turmoil, a steadfast purpose, rightness with his Father in heaven, and the quiet confidence of full trust. Run over that again. A steadfast purpose helps to bring peace. That's what Jesus had. He had a purpose coming to live for us and to die for us. And we have a steadfast purpose of living for Him. That helps to bring peace. Rightness with His Father in heaven. Everything else could be going wrong, but He knew He was right with His Father in heaven. When everything else around you is, is going bad, but you know you're living right with God, then you can live in peace and a quiet confidence of full trust. He fully trusted in the Father in heaven. And when you fully trust in the Father in heaven, you can live in peace. There is a real contrast here. The world's peace is unreal, undependable, and it's temporary. Again, we go back to the whole situation at the office or the school or even the family that, that squabbles a lot. All of a sudden, you have some nice days that come along. But you're always waiting for the next storm because that's man, that's not God. Christ's peace is real, dependable, and continuing. The giving. My peace I give to you. It's a gift. This, that means it must be received freely rather than earned. You, you, you just can't earn this gift. Not as the world gives do I give to you, Jesus said. All in this same verse. 1427 is just packed full of stuff for us here. Not as the world gives do I give to you. The world gives grudgingly, half-heartedly, and occasionally. Again, we go back to this thing about squabbling and problems. And if there is a peace made, a lot of times it's because this side says, well, okay, if it's going to make peace, then I'll, then I'll behave. I'll do it like this. And it's grudging. It, it, nothing happy about it. Jesus gives fully, freely, and completely. He didn't, he didn't go grudgingly to the cross so we could have peace. He went to the cross because He loved us so we could always have peace. The goal of the giving. Let not your hearts be troubled. Now, this is the second time 
He has said this in the last 21 verses. In fact, I'm going to go back and read the other time. I don't have it on, on your screen up here, but it's the first verse of this chapter we have spent so much time in. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Now he says it again in verse 27. Let not your hearts be troubled. I think he's trying to make a point with us. Don't you? I think Jesus knows that your hearts are troubled. And I think he knows that my heart is troubled. And he's saying, whoa, slow down, be calm. Get in the corner of the picture there with a the little bird. And let the storms rage around. And don't let your heart be troubled. No peace in the midst of strife. Remember, Jesus said this on the night that he knew he was going to be betrayed. Think about that. He spent all this time telling us, not let our hearts be troubled, calm down, it's going to be okay, already knowing that he would be betrayed on that very night. Neither let them be afraid. Still in that same verse. Do not allow fear to grip your heart. Do not allow anxiety to take control of you. Now, my dad could be, a, he was a good businessman and a good citizen. And, and uh, I can think of some times that he was actually a little bit of fun to be with. But most of the time growing up, my dad, and I think, and if my brother and sister hear the podcast that comes from this sermon, I think they would agree with me that we would all say that a lot of our life, we would probably have described him as a tyrant in the home with the family. And I was the youngest, so I saw that with my sister and even more so with my older brother. So from the time I was a, a little guy, I, I spent a lot of my life in the grip of fear and in anxiety, not knowing, stepping lightly in the house, not knowing when my dad would explode again. And I know that today, because, you know, they say that if you don't train your children by the time they're five years old, you can just, you know, might as well forget it. If you don't train them to be polite and how to behave and, 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 and how to be, you know, it's pretty good. You're going to have a tough time after they hit six and go on. You, there's a lot of training goes on in that early time. And so I know in the way I was trained when I was young that, and how I spent most of my preteen and teenage years, I realized without Christ as an adult, I would be a bundle of nerves. I would be, I, I would be anxious all the time. I would be in the grip of fear. But you've heard me say this before, what I taught my kids and what I have always said, I will not live my life in fear. And the only reason I can say that is because I have given my life to Jesus Christ. And I know there is peace in Him. And I know that I do not have to live my life in fear. Because the only peace I have and the only freedom from fear I have is in Christ. And if I ever get out of Christ, then I'll be away from that little bird in the corner of the, of the painting. And I'll be back in the midst of the storm in great fear. Now, you may look at me and say, six foot five, six foot six, and you live in fear. I know I would, because I know that's 
how I was raised. I don't think my dad meant to raise us that way. I think that's just how he was, you know, in that generation and the way he was raised and the life that he had. It was a hard life growing up. But that's just where I'm at. So I'm saying to you from experience that we do not need to allow fear to grip our hearts. We do not need to allow anxiety to take control of us. In a letter to J. Hudson Taylor, a friend said, I am worried and distressed. While you are always calm, do tell me what makes the difference. And the great missionary replied, the peace you speak of is in my case more that uh, is, is in my case more than a delightful privilege. It is a necessity. I could not possibly get through the work I have to do without the peace of God which passeth all understanding and misunderstanding too. It keeps my heart and my mind in tranquility. I read that quote this week and I thought, oh my goodness, J. Hudson Taylor just spoke my heart right out there that I could not do what I do traveling this country and going into a different church building every week. And some of them where I've been before and some of them that are just a delight to go into and others that I realize uh, getting through four days can be rather difficult in some situations. And I realize that. And then going into new places. I could not do it. It is, it is not with me a delightful privilege to have the peace of Christ. It is a necessity in my life. But then I think it ought to be a necessity in everybody's life. Some were raised with much more peace in their life than I was. But all of us, when we get to a certain age, we got to have peace coming from somewhere. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. And the place we're going to find it is in Jesus Christ. There isn't much real peace in the world today, is there? There, there just isn't. The only genuine peace is that which the Lord Jesus Christ can bring. In His last will and testament, on the night He was betrayed, He bequeathed His peace to you and me. This was part of His last will and testament. I mean, right before He died, it's like, it's just like a little pen and, and wrote it out and said, someone stamped this. It's for all those people in all those generations who will come after me. I'm leaving them peace if they'll understand that if they'll follow me, they can have it. Now let's put this whole verse together one more time here and read it again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. So I'm going away, but I'm going to leave this peace with you. I'm giving it to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. It's, it's not something that you're going to get and get taken away. I am giving it to you. Uh, you've got it. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> a hurricane, which we all know a little bit about that in North Mississippi, not as bad as they do in South Mississippi, but a hurricane is a storm with cyclonic winds that exceed 74 miles per hour at the least amount. Rain, thunder, lightning usually accompany the winds. Hurricanes can be very fierce storms with, with relentless pounding winds that continue hour after hour. But you know the fascinating thing about a hurricane, and that is its eye, a place of perfect calm in its center. Now, the, the 
the wall of the eye can be pretty rough, but the eye is peaceful. We learned that in, in Corinth a few years ago when that eye came up and came through and it was still rough from one of the hurricanes. And I got back from one of our revival trips and, and trees were down, houses were ruined. And, uh, and they've, I go past places now, exercise in the morning, and I see just empty lots where some old houses used to be, where trees just fell and took them out. But though the winds blow and rage all around the eye of the hurricane, there is no wind. It's just perfect calm in the center of it. And so it is with the Christian, with you and me, in the storms of our lives. With the Lord as our center, there is calm and peace even in the darkest of your life storms. There is calm and peace. Too bad Judy Garland didn't learn that. I hope you've learned it soon enough. Are you frightened? Are you troubled? Jesus will give you the peace that you long for. If you're a Christian, you just need to accept the peace. He's already in you. He's already, you've already got that center in you. You just have to accept the peace that He wants you to have. And say, I'm done with it. I'm tired of the turmoil. I'm tired of, of the anxiety. Just take it, God. I mean, you're in me. It's a gift. I want it. And if you're not in Christ, then you know what I'm going to say. You need to come to Christ. If you believe that He's the Son of the living God, then confess that. I'll take your confession today. Repent of your sins. Quit living after the world. Decide to live what the Word of God tells you, what the Bible says. And when you do that, then you're going to want to do the first thing it tells you when you're ready to accept Christ, and that's to be buried with Him in the water grave of baptism and raised to walk in a new life and then learn of the peace that I'm talking about. Because the only way you're going to find that peace is to come to the cross of Christ. Now this morning, I have picked for our invitation hymn an old hymn that you may not know or you may not think you know. It's called Wonderful Peace. And when you hear it, then you will probably know it. it's going to be on the screen and we're going to have some help with it too, all right? But, but it is a song that I think speaks so well of what I've been speaking about this morning. If you have a decision, come as we stand together and sing. Be sure to tap the like and follow buttons on your podcast engine so you won't miss any of our Just Preaching, Just Music, or Frontline Servants programs on the RSM podcast. Also, if you would, please share our podcast with your friends and co-workers in Christ and on your social media pages. We'd really appreciate that. To learn more about Rock Solid Ministries, our free revivals, online services, and printed materials, visit us at rocksolidministries.org. Again, rocksolidministries.org. Until next time, this is Evangelist Tom Weaver saying goodbye, and may God pour down His blessings on you like a Mississippi rain.